Hey Hugh. Hello. Hey Rach. Hi Tom. Hugh, have you sorted out your heavy breathing from last week yet? Well, I, th- I don't know. I haven't been working on it. If that's what you're <laughs> I think, been exercising I've been, I've been, those nasal muscles. I have not been practicing breathing. It's something, <laughs> it's something that comes quite naturally to me, actually. Okay, that's all I needed to know. Let's get on with it. You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was you brilliant. Did see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, ground. that was brilliant. Hugh Fort. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning. And uh, welcome to episode 50. <gasps> Five O. Happy birthday to us. Are you us. singing, Rachel? Yep. Yes. Gosh. Happy That's 50th. what that was, singing. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was meant in, to be. <laughs> just in case people weren't aware. Uh, welcome to episode <laughs> 50 of the Real Reading Podcast with this week's special guest, Donna Sibley, who's talking about Window Wonderland in West Reading. Um, Hugh, have you got any sort of metaphors you'd like to share for the 50th episode? Any any sort of vague sporting... No? What, like a half-century? Uh, like a half-century. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Oh, you wouldn't... There. oh, sorry, yes. Yes, uh, a half-century for the Real <laughs> Reading podcast. Uh, 50 glorious episodes, each better than the last. <gasps> That's very nice that of him to lovely, say. That was lovely, wasn't it? We did, however, start at a very low. It was pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> Me and you in a room. An entire hour of you and I waffling on about absolute rubbish for two episodes. Two episodes. Before we got Jenny. Before we had a crisis meeting, yes. we realised that perhaps this wasn't the way <laughs> Female to input was required. We needed the woman's touch. Can okay. we say that nowadays? I think no. you can. I've got a list somewhere of things we can and can't say, and I can't... I've misplaced, misplaced it, misplaced it currently. So, um, yeah, we'll go with it. But you know, if anybody's offended, at Hugh underscore Ford on Twitter. Yeah, and I shall ignore, ignore you. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is all started very jolly, yeah. hasn't it? Um, we've got all our usual features this week, including fact of the week, uh, which Hugh, you've got the book. I have got the book. He's got the book. Good, I can see it. Even though you stole it from me, I hid it on your steal desk. It. it just. You didn't take it back up because you went straight off last week. I did. So I had to take it up. Um, and before it explains it all, which uh, is about this week, Hugh? Uh, the Reading Borough Council budget. Which oh, is, my word. It's slightly more interesting than it sounds. I'm not going to read, I'm not gonna read it out section that? by section. <laughs> it really doesn't sound... It affects you and it affects you. <gasps> Does it affect you? No. Why? Oh. Well, it does affect me, but not as much because I don't live in Reading Borough, so I don't oh, okay. pay, pay Reading Borough Council tax. So oh, okay. I... Oh, save the golden bits, though. Yeah. Have you been Ooh, saving racing this... ahead? Have you been saving this for the, our fiftieth episode? Is that is it good? Uh, <laughs> is it fiftieth episode standard? I'm not sure. Okay, right. It's trying to talk about uh, something, something of a mundane subject to make it slightly <laughs> more relevant to people. Considering when I spoke to you this morning, you said I don't know what I'm going to talk about today. That's a positive. So I, yep. I guess that's something. Um, you can check out our new podcast website at realreadingpodcast.co.uk. Um, sometimes there's some lovely stuff on there. Sometimes it's the same stuff as last week, but it's worth a little look just every now and then occasionally. Um, we also have a Facebook group called The Real Reading 
podcast Facebook group, surprisingly. <laughs> um, you can look that up on, on social media Facebook thing and join us. There's some lovely people in there, including Richard's husband, who often responds to me, which is marvellous. Richard's Ra- husband? I mean, Rachel's husband. Rachel's husband, who's called Richard. Yes, <laughs> um, which is great. Um, I saw you bantering with him on there. Bantering about pizza, yes. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to get in touch, uh, here's Jeremy with How You Can. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, very quickly, we have a little bit of a toilet update. Uh, if you remember last week, <laughs> Rachel needed to go no. to the toilet. No, no. Um, <laughs> Toilet update. So last week, Hugh Fort explains it all was about public toilets and then possibly closing in Reading. Um, I cobbled together a wonderful list of things that public toilets had become. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Gilpin on Twitter messaged me and said one we'd missed, which was uh, somewhere in Tunbridge Wells called The Forum, which is a former outdoor public toilet. It looks a bit like the ones in Christchurch Meadow. You know that big block that's that's in there? Yeah. Christchurch Meadow. It looks a bit like that, but it's been turned into a live menu. Live, live menu. I cannot get my words out. Yeah, what? Have a you been live... drinking at lunchtime? <laughs> a live menu. Do you mean the live music venue? A live music venue. Uh. Uh, in 1993, which is uh, which is rather excellent. Mm. So, um, I've never been. If anybody's been, I was in Tumbridge last year. I should have ah, checked it out. But no, I, I mean, I assume it's still open. I didn't go as far as to read whether it's still open oh. or not. But um, the other one that unfortunately didn't make the cut last week due to um, technical. Should we say technical issues? Uh, as we wasn't that to... you'd forgotten the cable this time either. No, 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 no. It was no. genuine actual technical actual issues. Actual technical issues. Right. Yeah. Um, quote unquote human error. If, if there's anybody listening under the age of, should we say, what, 20? 20? No. I don't know, am I ageing us all terribly? Under the age of 20. Certainly of, of real... Five, of, I'd say. Of recent drinking age, certainly. Possibly unaware that there was, until, I mean, I guess, I don't know how many years, years ago, ago now. Ago, 10 maybe? years ago, probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, there, was a, there was an underground bar outside Reading Station called Bar Oz. Yep. And... Um, what went on in Baros Hugh? Do you remember? All I remember about Baros was that it was it used to be a public toilet, but for some reason its actual toilets were really, really disgusting, and they always used to flood. So <laughs> when you had to go and use the toilet, you you needed basically needed a pair of wellies. Yes, which of course or a to, surfboard or a surfboard, which yeah. conveniently made, most of the tables made. were made out of. I yeah. believe. Which, oh, I think so. <laughs> so you needed a pair of wellies, which of course you weren't allowed to wear. No, because you had to only wear, you had to wear a pair of smart shoes or thong in those days. That, that's the, <laughs> the Australians call them flip flops. Oh, thongs. I see. That wasn't well, sorry, a reference allowed, to your underwear. No, if you're allowed oh, okay. to do the accent, I'm allowed to do. Yeah, no, that's fine. Is that still a thing to what? go into bars in at night? Where you have to wear smart shoes. I, I'll be honest with you. I re- and you'd hope I would be. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I think uh, you don't need to like the after dark, for example, was probably the last time I went to a nightclub. I'm pretty sure you don't you need don't, smart no, shoes. I don't think there's a dress code there. No, there's no dress but code. But I, I suspect probably Yates's and maybe Cuba Q- places like. No. Yeah, I, ju- I really don't know. If anybody out there can tell us, we would love to know. Uh, at Real Reading Pod on Twitter. Um, We're not allowed out anymore. No. Well, you've got. Did you see that my Facebook status that I reposted yesterday? I did not. I did. It made me laugh. Mm. What was it? Tell us. Well, it was just that I'd obviously been on a night out in Guildford, 
uh, a few years ago <laughs> and got talking to a girl in the toilet queue. She was 18 and called Ruby yeah. and she asked me my name and how old I was and at the time when I said that I was 32, she <laughs> she turned around and went, oh bless, it's so good that you feel sort of comfortable being able to go clubbing still at your age. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like too comedy to be offensive and she said clubbing but we were in the Weatherspoons, so I felt bad for her thinking yeah. she was clubbing she yeah. thought she was gone out clubbing she's well, in the spoons probably, it was probably the start of her evening where you were probably thinking yeah, we were just well, winding well, up scared on a bit phoning <laughs> Rich get the oval teen on I'm on my way was that interest was I there I wasn't there was I no, no probably not but we, we used to go to the walkabout and Yates's and O'Neill's, didn't we? And mm. what was the one above O'Neill's? It Reflex. Was Reflex. We used to. That used to be where we used to. You were quite a fan of the pole in Reflex. No, this was uh, this was another story from the. This wasn't Reflex you at all. Were... This wasn't Reflex at all. This was uh, a place near Caversham Bridge where I had an incident with her. You did have an incident with you, the pole there, yeah, but which we'll say you did. Perhaps. You did do lots of dancing around the pole. Did with I? Reflex. Well, yes, I don't you did. I've been in Reflex before. Um, Have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. thanks for joining us. Yeah, it was. I think I, I, I would have been sober at the time, presumably when I went in there, because I gave up drinking quite a long time ago now. But um, the only thing I remember was it was really cold. It's because you weren't throwing shapes yes. like well, the rest of us. Sober dancing is it's a bit <laughs> sweat glistening off everybody else. And Hugh's just there with a, a lot of inflatables, if I remember yes. as well. They used to give out yeah. inflatable parrots yeah. and I glasses. If, um, and I don't, you're, you're, you don't follow me on Twitter, do you? Like, My yep. Twitter photo is remain and remains a picture of me tuning an inflatable guitar from Reflex. <laughs> I know the picture. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's a slightly more bearable evening out than a lot of other places. But I think you know, it's if anyone gone. wave, wave that is it? Mm. Oh, it's something else. <laughs> it's something else. I'd imagine it's probably exactly the same inside. Probably. Thanks, guys. And um, it is now time for reading fact of the week. Reading fact of the week. Uh, Hugh, fact of the week time. What have we got this week? Is it as exciting as? Russian Tsarist fighter pilots last week. Or Monkey Tax. Or is it as good as Monkey Tax? Probably, Probably not, not as good as Monkey Tax, but okay. it's quite interesting. It's okay. about a very, 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 very famous band. <gasps> Queen. The Beatles. No. Um, Stones. The, yeah, the, no, but we've done a Beatles fact before. Oh, yes, we have about the... About how they played Fox in... Fox and Hounds. Yeah. Um, is it about... Is it a modern band? Because I won't no. know any of those. No. Okay. okay. <laughs> the Who. The who? Who? <laughs> um, Weller. No, no. The Smiths. No, 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 no. I'm not, just, I'm not just listing every single. Band. Yeah, all right. Well, just tell us because we'll just keep going. The Kinks. Okay. I no. said the Kinks. Oh, sorry. Did you? The fact is, Pink Floyd played at the University of Reading in 1967 to bad reviews from students. So, so either. The University of Reading student alumni of, not, of the 90, late 1960s weren't too keen on 17-minute guitar solos. <laughs> or, <laughs> or Pink Floyd might have been a bit crap in the early days. I don't know. One, so can I just wow. check my list? Yeah, you can say. Don't yeah. do Sorry, Sorry, everyone. Sorry. My uncle used to be a roadie for Pink Floyd. Wow. It's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. So we had uh, Rich... Used to have um, 
Uh, <laughs> Has he got one of their plectrums? No, it was a bike that was, I don't know, it was involved in one of their US tours uh, somehow, and then Dave Gilmore didn't need it anymore, so we inherited it. Uh, and right. he was using that for many years. He used to live for it. He used to have a house near here. Hook End. Hook End. We had a recording studio there. I've yeah, been there. It's, it's near Cane End on the yeah, way out towards Oxford. That's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's yeah, not far had, from. It's an amazing old manor house. It's beautiful, and they had um, a recording studio there. They did. That is the end of part one. In part two, we'll join Hugh for Fort Explains It All. This is Fort Explains It All. Hey Hugh, Hello. Fort Explains It All for the 50th, no it's not quite the 50th time because we haven't done it every single week. No, well, no quite a few times. struggled over the summer and the close to Christmas. Yes. <laughs> um, so we are talking about the budget, but not the big budget, the Reading Borough Council budget. Yeah. What so, are we talking about it? So I'm trying to make this slightly more interesting and accessible to people um, because so people it's a like lot me people don't even think they're the, interested in it why would I be interested in this well Reading Borough Council uh, sets a budget every year on what it's going to do with its money and in the last good few years about since 2010 since the government changed to a government that um, has a slightly different idea on spending shall we say um, the council has mostly had to try to make spending reductions so to start with um the council has to save 30 point what 31.5 million pounds over the next three years so the budget sets out how it will do that um in its combination of reducing what it's doing uh, but also trying to make more money operating more like a business getting which rid is of toilets getting rid of toilets yes so i've had a look through it and I've picked out a few things that there's a lot of things within the council, you know, terms like restructuring and reducing department spending. that don't. Things to really fill your heart with passion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That very few people apart from me, and perhaps my mother and people, <laughs> councillors, uh, would be interested in. But there are some things um, that will affect the good people of Reading. So, as you would expect, there's a council tax increase I was just going to I bet I'm worse off whatever you're going to say <laughs> I'm going to be worse off aren't well there's I? not going to be reduction. does it say specifically Rachel yeah. is worse off yeah people who live where, that, where Rachel lives item 14.7 yeah there's a Rachel, Rachel tax Rachel Nemeth <laughs> a, a Nemeth tax to go alongside the monkey tax people with th in their name yeah hmm. um, yeah so Thomas. it's a <laughs> Thomas sorry this is all getting a bit silly. Carry on, you. We do apologise, everybody. It's uh, the good. The slightly good news is it's the lowest council tax increase in a while. It's a two point nine nine percent increase, which I think is something like forty two quid a year for a band D homeowner. Which I would fist guess, bump, Rach. Fist bump. I would guess both of you are knowing you. I don't know what that means. Uh, knowing that we don't own most a people. Most people most are people. band D. I can't remember what people, I am. That's bad. Basically, Bandy is what you'd call a normal house, a sort of three three bedroom house, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. that's us. Yeah, that's us. So in the middle, and then yeah. band 
goes up to band H, which are massive, yeah, massive houses, and band A is sort of single bedroom flat, something like that. I hope that's the right way around. Okay. <laughs> Disclaimer: maybe the other way around. <laughs> um, so there's that, um, and there. So other things you'll that people in Reading will, will probably notice is there's various increases in parking rates that we've we've covered before. Um, around the town council took back control of its car parks to as a way of generating revenue but also to to control um the the maintenance and stuff like that of them as well um there's a few bus fares going up slightly uh if you've got an allotment you'll have to pay a little bit more for that oh i went out on a run this reminds me i went out on a run last weekend and I ran down the what's it called the, um, the Holybrook, and I saw the allotments behind Southcote between the railway and the and the Holybrook, and I was very surprised. I didn't know there were allotments there. Carry on. Were you tempted to go and? I had a quick nosy. Grow some veg. I got my own allotment. For, I got my own bit of garden for that. I just had. I wanted to have a little nosy. That oh. was all. Little nosy. Carry on. So this is a, this is the an interesting one, and the one that the opposition council. One of the things the opposition council have taken against is that. Uh, you're probably likely to see longer grass because they're reducing it the amount of times certain parks and doesn't say which ones certainly but um, certain parks around the borough are going to be cut so I understand some 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 parks are cut 17 times a year and that is going to be reduced this is interesting because they did this over in Wokingham and it caused huge amounts of complaints. We had pictures sent to us of little children running around with grass up to their heads. Um, <laughs> wow, really? And it caused, it caused a massive stir. There were petitions, there was outrage, and eventually uh, the council had to... Did it, I can't remember off the top of my head if it sacked its contractor for, for not doing not cutting enough. It certainly had to issue a public apology for what had happened before. Um, so... That's well. ridiculous because they're not going to they're not going to just cancel it from seventeen times a year to zero, no. are they? I no. don't mow my lawn seventeen times a year and it never gets no. <laughs> beyond your ankle. Yeah. What are they talking it, about? And it does take a lot to stir the good people of Wokingham into some sort of revolt, doesn't it? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on some things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, it Wokingham is an example of where this did go wrong I, I, it was it was in 2015 so I can't remember the exact exact details of it but it was uh, it didn't go well and like I said we had all these photos of incredibly overgrown areas which didn't seem to be getting cut at all um, so we'll have to see how, how that is um, and I'm sure they're very wary um, because Wokingham is, is right next to the thing is if they don't cut it from things like that they could have to cut it from much more impactful yeah, so the, the, the whole issue they? with um, what, the whole difficulty that councils have when they're making cuts is that they, they are obliged to maintain what they call frontline services, which is very serious things they do, like looking after looking after um, children in care, looking after adults. Um, yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Obviously, the, the that kind of, sort of thing has to come first. Yeah, I don't, yeah, don't want to, you know, I don't want to, uh, it's, yeah, so, um, and they're not... They have to protect that, so everything else has to go. So stuff, you know, cutting the grass is. Uh, I suppose it's not key, is it? But it's not you key. You just sort of sit there and think, like, out of a thirty million saving, <laughs> like, what difference does not cutting your grass a couple of times? Well, I suppose when it's lots of bits of grass, lots of bits it of grass, adds up. you can yeah. see the size of some of these 
every little helps it is every little helps out for councils it is everything Mm. um like they're for example they're putting up the prices of green waste bins as well um for if so if you you, it's, it's I slightly have one more. of those. No, me either. Slightly more, but they put up the prices of that. Um, and then there's various other things about uh, quite a cheerful section of the budget on increased costs for funerals. Um, again, um, you know, all these things just to try to uh, try to raise to fill up holes and raise a little bit more money. Um, there are some very, fairly big cuts as well. Like I'm looking into another thing about. Uh, the this is quite complicated, but they basically they had to start a children's services company um, to set up to run children's services in Reading because it was failing. Yeah. So the government made them set up this company, and then straight away they're going to have to reduce the budget of that by eleven million pounds. <laughs> um, so it's a bit worrying. Well. I'm, I'm meeting one of the councillors later in the week to talk to talk more about this to try and find out about it. But it, I don't, it, it is it is on the, the face of it being ordered to set up a company to run something and then instantly having to slash its budget by that much um, is curious to say to say the mm. least. So watch this space for see what to see what uh, to see what we what comes out of that one. But that's that's. The things so far I've picked out, there are, if anyone wants to read the budget, it's on the council's website and you'll find lots more detail. But that, that's what um, some of the things that are, are going to be noticeable to people, I think, um, around the town. Thank you. Um, now it's time for our interview with Donna Sibley from Window Wonderland. Roll the tape. Hi everyone, uh, Tom Canning here. I am sat in our office in our what we call a studio with Donna Sibley, who is one of the one of the people behind Window Wonderland, which you might have seen advertised if you live along the Oxford Road or in West Reading. Um, hey Donna, how are you doing? Hi Tom, I'm really well, thank you. Thank you for coming in. It's uh, really great to see you. Um, so Window, I'm definitely going to call it Winter Wonderland at some point, so you'll have to forgive me. Um, but Window Wonderland, what, what is Window Wonderland? So it's the West Reading Window Wonderland, and um, it's basically it's a fun, free community event that we're trying to get as many people in West Reading involved in. It goes on for the weekend of the 22nd to the 24th of March, and we are asking residents, businesses, schools, pubs, shops to decorate their windows, add their address to a map, and um, basically turn the lights on when it gets dark and then everyone's invited to go walk around, follow the trail, have a look at all the oh, windows, wow. meet their neighbours. So so like sort of like silhouettes and, 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 and all different scenes and things like that. So um, you, you mentioned to me before we started recording that you did a sort of a mini sort of trial version where, where you live. Don't have to say the road if you if you don't want to, but you did a, you did a trial on on your road and it, it went quite well. We did, yeah. I live on, it's Waverley Road, that's fine. <laughs> and, um, Basically, I, I went to Bristol and um, I'd seen um, a neighbourhood had done this and it just looked stunning. It was the winter, it was rainy, it was miserable and um, these windows were just glowing and everyone was out meeting their neighbours. Um, and I told my street about it and um, everyone got really excited and we went ahead and did one um, at the beginning of December. So it was really lovely. About 30-odd houses did it, a few streets nearby as well yeah. um, and then... We all met up on the Saturday night. It was about 110 of us. 
walked around, had a few drinks together. Uh, Father Christmas from with the Reading Lions came and met us wow. all as well. And um, yeah, it was lovely. Neighbours ended up out on the street <laughs> for about, well, till quite late at night. That's fantastic. So, yeah, it was How, so I, it's, a, it's an incredibly Bristol thing. Uh, listeners to the podcast from, from way back last year will know I've spent a fair bit of time in Bristol. It's a very Bristol community sort of thing to do. How, how did you... Is your, so your street, how long is your street? It's it is long. It's about two hundred and twenty houses. Wow. I think. So and and you know we we all have neighbours that we get on with and neighbours we don't get on with. How how did how did getting everybody together? How does that is is it a special street? Is it is it? It feels it definitely. So last year we had our first street party in the summer, yeah. and that pretty much the whole street came out for that. So we've got some really great neighbours there who sort of instigated. It, um, we put notes through doors we started a Facebook group that was really yeah. key actually and so we've got a lot of members on there and that's how we communicate a lot of the time yeah. but at the street party just it changed everything you know we meet yeah. up for wine tastings <laughs> and all sorts of get togethers and yeah but I definitely recommend a Facebook group as a really easy way to sort of get people together I'm, sh- I'm sure there's a few people listening who sort of go the very idea of being in a Facebook group with, <laughs> with some, of their, some of their neighbours might be a little bit nerve-wracking, I guess. But it sounds like it's it's gone really well. So tell me a little bit about what you did at the time. So what was your what was your window scene? So I did. So our theme was just winter. So some yeah. people did a sort of slightly Christmassy thing, but it was it didn't just have to be wintery. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Christmassy. Um, so my children helped. It was a kind of forest scene. We just used tissue paper. So we cut out some trees, a fox, some snowflakes from cupcake cases, um, incorporated a few cuddly toys into it, and then it, it didn't take long, just blue tack it on, yeah. turned the lights on, and all of a sudden it looks like a work of art in the, in the dark. <laughs> it was really fun doing. And so what was down, down the street then? Was there one that you particularly liked the most? Was there a favourite that you had? There I'm, I'm going to discount yeah. yourself your own one for oh. me. <laughs> oh, not fair. Um, yes, there was a there was a couple actually. So there was um, some neighbours did a projection, and I don't know how they did it. Some sort of technical wizardry, um, but it had. I don't know if you know my neighbour Totoro, the Japanese no, Studio I don't. Ghibli film. But they had sort of set in a wintry forest. They had scenes of that projecting, and then uh, a gorgeous rainbow Christmas tree and some other bits downstairs. But it was. It was just everything, you know. Some people use sort of fairy lights, yeah. um, and they just look gorgeous. And another neighbour did a kind of skyline of Reading, so it's the oh, blade wow. in there, yes. the the lion, and that looked awesome. So immediately, that's the sort of thing I was thinking about. Like, you know, how could you do a, a skyline, sort of maybe a Reading skyline or somewhere somewhere nearby? That that sounds marvellous. So, yeah. so when is the West Reading Winter Wonderland, and how many people do you think are going to be are going to be getting involved? Well, so the dates are the 22nd to the 24th of March 2019, um, so that's the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. and then we've put a time of 6 till 9pm, which is when we would love everyone to turn the lights on, at least, if they want to leave it up longer, that's yeah. cool as well, <laughs> um, but just so that people know that when they come and walk around, yeah. they can they can see it all. Um, in terms of how many, we have no idea yet, um, people are just starting to add themselves to the map online so they're putting their address up so we've probably got about I think 30 now but every day people are are signing up but yeah it's quite quite scary at this point (laughs) we've got um, 
under two weeks left to go. So, yeah, hopefully a lot more people will add themselves to it. But a lot oh, of people are, are still thinking about their designs. <laughs> so is it, so in the, in the, is there kind of a big conversation about what everybody's going to do? Do people keep it secret? Uh, yeah, is it? yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but um, I think, you know, you can just blame your kids if it doesn't <laughs> look great. Right. Yeah, the kids did it. Yeah, let the children do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's some good ideas out there. So Excellent. I've got to try not to steal them. <laughs> and so, so, what about what about you, Donna? Are you are you reading, born and bred? Or are you are you sort of moved in or? No, I am. I'm from Reading. I was born at the Royal Barks. Um, I lived in East Reading originally, then Emma Green, and then I moved to London for about fifteen years, and I moved back. Um, about nearly eight years ago right. when I had children and now I live in West Reading and absolutely love it. It's great. You, you just reminded me, you mentioned East Reading. You, you did say when, before we started recording that, that it, various parts of East Reading were doing something similar like this occasionally. That's right, yeah. Um, in Redlands. So right. Art in Redlands did one um, just under a month ago and wow. it, they had so many people join in it looked amazing it must and give you confidence with with your own one. it does yeah so they you know they've got a really great community going there um do some really great things and and yeah west reading you know <laughs> has has a similar sort of vibe yeah. quite often going on so so who, who's sort of backing this is, is there any sort of businesses that have got behind you or um well the three main primary schools are all yeah. doing windows they've been really supportive they sent the leaflets home with all the kids they've got the kids involved in making stuff so that's wilson primary battle academy and oxford road community school they're all going to do displays um businesses a few shops and pubs have sort of I don't know yet. They, they've taken the leaflets and said, oh, maybe, so we'll we'll see. But yeah, all the shops, bars, pubs, cafes, they've all been happy to take leaflets. And Great. Yeah, it seems. And so what, what's your hope at the end of all of this? What, what, do, what do you want to achieve? Or is it just, that'd be a nice thing to do? Well, no, I'm hoping that it, it sort of acts as a bit of a starting, for a, a, you know, a start of a talking point for neighbours as well. You know, that yeah. people come out on the street, maybe so on the Saturday night, bring a flask um, bring a drink and um, yeah chat to your neighbours you know but yeah it's, it's great and also to get people walking around and maybe seeing streets of West Reading they don't normally yeah. go to there's yeah some there's some lovely streets I've been helping give out leaflets and you just it's realised that you know all the streets have a different sort of atmosphere different vibe going on it's, it's so mixed so yeah it'd be good to explore a bit Excellent. more um, and, and what would you say to anybody that's just sort of, oh, I don't know, seems like a lot of effort, you know, I don't know whether I want to get involved in this, what would you say to them? Just put something in your window. Um, <laughs> it can be anything, it doesn't need to be, you know, a work of art, it doesn't need to be tissue paper. Use, um, I say, fairy lights, a disco ball, hang your favourite collection of records or books or get your kids to do a teddy bear tea party make something out of lego it could be anything it's kind of a nice opportunity or do a live performance stand up oh, and dance wow. in yes. the window <laughs> see I, I i'm thinking now um i i really when i go to a, to a football match i go to lots of different ones uh-huh. i try and buy a bit of memorabilia or usually a scarf i'm thinking now i could put all my scarves in the window that would be awesome yeah. my wife would definitely love that <laughs> definitely so it's just for three nights only exactly right. that's what i'll tell her and then when i don't take them down again that's that's it that's our life now um donna thank you very much for coming to is there anything anything else you wanted to say just before we we, we close off well actually if it's okay yes, we sure. have got um another project that we're starting to work on which is play streets so again that's in west reading um we're trying to help as many streets as possible 
close off their streets via the council's um, sort of application process um, for up to two hours and it can be twice a month once a month and it's it's an opportunity for kids to play out safely yeah. on the street free of traffic um, again neighbors can come out share a cup of tea but it's, it's about you know making a sort of safe space where kids can have a bit of freedom and everyone can meet and chat and where can people go and find go to find out a little bit more so if they come to our facebook page um oxford road time bank or google oxford road time bank um we've got some info there but we can help with the application process um and you're on Twitter as well? Yeah, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we've got a website. Um, Marvellous. We come up on Google. Yeah. Donna, thank you very much for coming and see me. Thanks, Tom. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. So, uh, random question time. Um, last week, technical issues meant we did not have a random question, but we are ready for the random question this week. Uh, Hugh, is it your go? You no, did it last week. I did week, it last week. So I think it's still your go. Mm. Okay. Carries over. Okay. Look how he says it like we'd be fighting over who gets to yeah. pick out the cup. <laughs> it, just, it just means I have <laughs> to think. It just means I have to think quicker now. <laughs> Neither of them really care about this. It's just the fact that I force onto them some silly question. Yes, we care. No, you don't. What yeah. is it? Ah, snow days. What did you do on snow days? What, the recent ones? As, as ever, I ever. think. Any snow day. Um, Would have been good if this one came out when it had been snowing, obviously. I have two memories. Yes. I'll go first. Um, my first memory is that when we lived in Burfield Common, my next-door neighbour um, had a garden that it seemed like someone had sculpted to make it perfect for uh, sledging down. Like it was ski slope? Yeah, yeah it, was, oh. it, was, it was basically a hill. Wicked. It was huge. And you could really um, uh, rock it down it. And I remember going down on a on our sledge. We had like these these sort of old fashioned sledges that my grand bought for us. You know the wooden ones, oh, yeah, the runners, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, uh, not the plastic ones. And I was lying on my front going down, and I was thinking, hmm, that fence is quite close. But <laughs> being an idiot young child, I didn't get off the sledge. I just sort of turned round a bit and. Uh, fortunately, I didn't hit the fence post. I hit the the metal uh, sort of, you know, those sort of things like I don't know. It wasn't a metal not fence as wire. such. Not, it wasn't barbed wire, but it was sort of wire. It was sort of that sort of thing. And I, it, it had started to slow down then, and I just sort of I hit it not too hard, but quite hard. And Probably my dad better came to take that in the shoulder than the face. Yes, though. yes, that's yeah. true. My dad came running down, and he didn't say. Are you all right, son? He said, why didn't you fall off, you idiot? (laughs) (laughs) Is the sledge okay? (laughs) Yes, hope you haven't damaged the sledge. Pull it back up after you. Um, And my other sledging memory is we went to Stoner, which is a place near Henley. Oh, yeah, good hilliness Tremendous hillian. Uh, Hilly? Tremendous tremendous sledging again. Tremendous And I can't remember how old I was, but my sister was... My sister's three years younger than me. She must have been about eight or nine so I must have been eleven or twelve and um, she we were sledging on old tea trays oh yes classic and um, she went rocketing down the hill and I was coming back up the hill from having just sledged down there and she hit something <laughs> and <laughs> she, I just got to remember of her she had all her winter sort of padding on and I remember her like 
upside down in the air, the tray flying off into the distance <laughs> in two separate pieces, and her landing <laughs> landing with a massive thud, and then sort of looking because it was it was sort of snowy, so the ground was relatively soft landing, and she was like. And that was the that was end of sledging for her. We never found. Well, I don't think we ever found the bits of tray that, that she was using as well. But this is a vivid image of her. I think she was pretty much upside down. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, don't use a tray. They're not because um, you can't <laughs> no, obviously they can't control them at all. No. So and they go they're very small and quick. So but that was it. Yeah, Stoner and um, in growing up in Burfield, my two snow day memories. I can't think of any comedy stories like you. I did take Zach sledging on a uh, tea tray last this time last dangerous. year. Dangerous. We've just heard about how dangerous. I know. Oh. But we only went to Caversham Court. It's only a tiny little. He was only two, so we just. <laughs> <laughs> I Chuck him down there. Go not on. Taking him to Burfield. Go on, um, It was actually uphill. I was he, he <laughs> yeah. Well, it was downhill towards the river, though. Though, so we were, you know, oh, running the risk. Um, we always used to go. Do you know where the Bird in Hand in is in Sonning Common? Yeah, yes. on the Peppard Road. So kind of behind that, there's a really good sledging field. Just for future reference. Yes, I've also been there. Now as that well, you're a local. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good one. And the recent snow that we had, uh, not sledging related, we went for a walk with my mum and dad and ended up. Uh, again in something common we just had this massive snowball fight where we just all ganged up on granddad and pelted him for about half an hour it was good fun so irresponsible parent and awful grandchild Abusive. and also bully to yeah. granddad bully. And, and to me as well over my yes. heavy breathing we've not heavy breathed today breathed breathed brothed breathed Br- breathing breathing what <laughs> <laughs> breathed no, I don't know. <laughs> Someone knows. Go on, uh, you're supposed to be the language expert. You have not I wouldn't heavy say breathed. Breathed. Breathed heavily. I there mean. we oh, go. Always there to there help us go. out. Thanks, guys. Um, if you have anything you would like to say to us or Hugh in particular about his heavy breathing, um, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with us. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, Please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, guys, it's Please been... don't get in touch with me over heavy breathing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do. Um, thanks, guys. It's been a wonderful 50 episodes been um, a pleasure it has it's been an absolute pleasure um, I have a question go on in two weeks time yes. when we've been going for a year are we going to have another celebration <laughs> 52 weeks <laughs> mm, no because technically we've already been going for a year missed a few because we missed, oh, a, few out, we missed we? a few yeah. there's been a few right. there's been a few missed out um, I wanted to just mention as a special 50th we briefly been discussing about maybe getting together and doing um, some sort of live episode show type thing. Oh, that's not fair to say on the podcast and put us on the spot. Is it not? Go on. Okay. We were thinking about maybe doing some sort of live episode in the coming months. uh, And we just thought we'd let you know. 
I've not made any dates up or anything. I'm not that oh, organised. Okay. Don't worry about so that. So I've got nothing particular no, to nothing panic about yet. Planned. Okay. We've got a, got a venue in mind. It's next week and we've got 1,500 people at the next <laughs> Oh, my God. Guess what's happening next week? You're off. I'm on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. true. That's, Sorry. that's why we arranged yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, so it's just something we're thinking about doing um, in terms of, you know, getting out to meet a few listeners and that kind of thing. If, um, but if you are interested in, in fancy coming along, um, we'd love to hear from you. If you think it's a good idea, little thumbs up on Twitter or, or Facebook or something like that would be a marvellous thing from you. Either a picture of you doing a thumbs up or one of those emoji things that people use. That would be that'd be great. But yeah, just an idea. We'll maybe cobble together some more information um, in the not too distant future. So just something to I was going to say put in the diary, but there's no date there. So. You know, uh, there you go. Uh, if you know anyone who you think would be great to interview, Rach, you look a little bit perturbed. Are you all right? Yep. We did talk about it. We did talk about it. And then yeah. I forgot to mention it again. Okay. It was a bit like one of those conversations you have with your mates in the pub, how you're definitely going to go trekking in the Andes. Yeah. Try to break a world record. Something like that. Something like that. Well, it's, it's on audio now. So, I mean, hopefully this bit hasn't corrupted, so... Hopefully it'll be it'll be fine and it'll all get through. But yeah, um, everybody's excited. Shall I finish off? Let's go and celebrate our Let's go celebrate. Have a couple and of have some Ethiopian food. Ooh, yum. Let's do it. Okay, if you know anyone who you think would be great to interview for the podcast, please do let us know. The only prerequisite is they must live or work in the town, and most importantly, they must love Reading like we had for 50 episodes. That's all for now. We will speak to you again next week for episode 51. Bye! You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that was brilliant. Did you see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, down. that was brilliant.